الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة ما شاء الله ولا قوة ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله We continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadilat al-Shaykh al-Allama Imam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab Rahmatullah alayhi The book which is entitled Tafsir Kalimat al-Tawheed The explanation of the Kalima of al-Tawheed The statement of al-Tawheed this book is a book that is tremendous because the subject matter of it is most vital. It is a tremendous subject matter that every Muslim has to know and has to understand. The Imam, rahimahullah ta'ala, he goes on and he says, إِذَا عَرَفْتَ هَذَا عَرَفْتَ مَعْنَا لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ he says, and if you know this, if you have come to know this, then you have come to know the meaning of La ilaha illallah. And what he is referring to is that which was aforementioned inside of this tremendous book. That if we have come to understand that which was previously mentioned in those previous classes and that which was previously mentioned up until this point of the book, then we will know the meaning of La ilaha illallah. Which is to recap La ma'abuda bihaqin illallah. To recap, the true meaning of La ilaha illallah is that there is nothing that has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. There is nothing that has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. If we understand this, and we understand this meaning, and we understand that which it points to, and that which is necessitated by it, and that which will enter into its application, and so on and so forth, and that which must be negated due to this tremendous kalima, the Shaykh he goes on, the Imam, he says, وَعَرَفْتَ أَنَّ مَنْ نَخَّى نَبِيًّا أَوْ مَلَكًا أَوْ نَدَبَهُ أَوْ اسْتَغَاثَ بِهِ فَقَدْ خَرَجَ مِنَ الْإِسْلَامِ وَهَذَا هُوَ الْكُفُرِ الَّذِي قَاتَلَهُمْ عَلَيْهِ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ He says then you will also know that the seeking for aid and assistance and the seeking of help, meaning in those things in which they are not able to do, be it because an individual, he is not there, or be it because an individual has passed away, or be it because it is something that is beyond the capability of that particular individual. Seeking help in this manner from a prophet or from an angel or going to the graves and mourning and going to the graves and seeking help from the occupants of the, the ones who are in the grave or seeking help in times of peril from those who are dead in the grave or those who are not present or those who don't have the ability to help in the likes of these situations so on and so forth. 
basically seeking help and aid and assistance and seeking refuge and things when we should only be seeking these things from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whoever has done this, whoever has infringed upon this and who has committed this shirk, then this individual would have subsequently left Islam. They would have left Islam. And also we know that this is the kufr that the Prophet wasallam he fought them as relates to it. This is the disbelief, these concepts, these false beliefs, and so on and so forth. This is that very disbelief that the Prophet wasallam he fought them uh, due to it. فَإِنْ قَالَ قَائِلٌ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ But if someone from the polytheists, they were to say, if someone from the polytheists, if they were to say, نَحْنُ نَعْنِفُ أَنَّ اللَّهُ هُوَ الْخَالِقُ الْرَازِقُ الْمُدَبِّرُ He said, but if we were to know, if one of the polytheists were to say, but we know, that Allah is the only creator. He is the only sustainer. And he is the only arranger of affairs. وَلَكِنْ But these righteous individuals, مُقَرَّبُونَ who are close, نَحْنُ نَدْعُوهُمْ وَنَنْذِرُ لَهُمْ وَنَدُخُلُ عَلَيْهِمْ وَنَسْتَغِيثُ بِهِمْ وَنُرِيدُ بِذَلِكَ الْوَجَاهَ وَالشَّفَاعَةَ وَإِلَّا فَنَحْنُ نَفْهَمُ أَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْخَالِقُ الرَّازِقُ الْمُدَبِّرُ فَقُولْ كَلَامُكَ هَذَا مَذْهَبُ أَبِي جَهَلْ وَأَمْثَالِهِ He says if one of the polytheists were to say we know that Allah is the only creator, he is the only sustainer, he is the only arranger of the affairs, but these righteous ones who are close, then verily we only call upon them and we only make oaths in their names and we only enter upon them either alive or dead by going to their graves and visiting their graves and we only seek help with them in times of peril. We do all of that because we want their influence and we want their intercession. Uh, outside of this, we know and we understand that Allah, He is the creator, He is the sustainer, and He is the arranger of the affairs. That if a person were to make this type of statement and to come with this type of belief, He said, then we respond to that individual by saying, then you are on the exact same methodology, you are on the exact same way of Abu Jahl and those who are like him. You are on the deen, you are on the way of life of Abu Jahl and those who are similar unto him. Because when one reflects, he realizes that this is kufr bi'ayni. This is disbelief, yani. Uh, by its very definition this is the way of the kuffar by its very definition those Christians who pray to Isa and you have many denominations of Christians right many uh, factions inside of uh, Christendom but you will find Christians saying this exact same thing that we only pray to Isa so that he may intercede and take our prayers to Allah. You'll find Christians saying the same thing. Naam. So this is kufr bila shakku bila raib. Now when it comes from a kafir saying the likes of this, then an individual is not surprised because this is what the kufar, this is what they say. But to hear one who claims Islam and to hear one who says la ilaha illallah saying the likes of these things, it is astonishing. Because this is the polar opposite of the meaning of la ilaha illallah. This concept is a concept of kufr, is the concept of shirk, is the concept of the mushrikun. This is why the shaykh, he says that, uh, the Imam Muhammad Abdul Wahhabi mentions that whoever says this, then we respond to him by saying, then you are on the exact same methodology, you are on the exact same religion of Abu Jahl. And we know Abu Jahl, he was a polytheist from the polytheist of Quraysh.
Sheikh Fawzan, he mentions, he says, Sheikh He says that the Imam, that the Sheikh, meaning Imam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab, here he is addressing the scholars and he is addressing the common folk. He is addressing the scholars and he is addressing the common folk. Then he explains one of the words that was used by uh, Imam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab. And that is the word of Nakha. And the meaning, yani fil that this word means in colloquial Arabic, this word means a istanjada bihi. It means that they seek help, they seek victory, they seek yani, success by way of these particular individuals. That when one goes and seeks success and they seek victory and they seek help and aid and assistance from a prophet or from an angel or from a righteous person and that which the aforementioned don't have the ability to do, then of course this is shirk bi'ayni. Na'am, this is shirk bi'ayni. He says, so it is said, لِمَنْ يَنْفَى أَنَّ الدُّعَاءِ الصَّالِحِينَ Shirk. It is said to the one who believes and yani, that calling upon and making dua to the righteous people, that it is not shirk, the one who negates the fact, he negates the fact that calling upon the righteous ones is shirk. He denies this. نعم. يقول المراد به التوصل بهم they say that what is mentioned or what is intended by making dua unto them is just to draw near unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is their claim. This is their false, weak claim. He said, Thus then it should be said unto him, Kalamuka hadha madhabu abi jahl wa abi lahab wa amthalihim. Then it is to be said to this individual in response. Then your methodology is the methodology of Abu Jahl. Your methodology is the methodology of Abu Lahab and the likes of them. لأنهم يقولون because they used to say لا يخلق ولا يرزق ولا يحيا ولا يدبر إلا الله. They will say, they used to say, nothing creates, nothing sustains, nothing causes life, nothing arranges the affairs except Allah. Right? Zulfa. And they used to say, we only are taking these false deities. Yeah? We are only taking these false deities. So as in, in order that they will draw us near unto Allah. This is what was their claim. This is the only reason why they're doing this, so that these things could draw them near unto Allah. كَمَا قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهُمْ As Allah Ta'ala, He has informed us about their statement. Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَيَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَضُرُّهُمْ وَلَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ وَيَقُلُونَ هَاؤُلَاءِ شُفَعَاؤُنَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ And they have taken others than Allah. They have, they have, they have worshipped others than Allah. That which can neither harm them nor benefit them, and they say that these ones are our intercessors with Allah. They say that these others are, they are our intercessors with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So when one examines the claim of these mushrikun who are claiming La ilaha illallah, and they examine that which the mushrikun of the Quraysh were upon. They find that they are identical. Their statements are identical. We are only taking these things as intercessors and intermediaries between us and between Allah. These individuals, their statement is the same as the statement of the Christians. Their statement is the same statement as the statement of all the kuffar who pray to others outside of Allah or along with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They claim we are only doing this so that they will draw us near. We're only doing this so that they will take our prayers to the Creator.
When one looks at the Catholics and all of the saints in which that they have, Saint this one and Saint that one and Saint this one and Saint that one, they offer unto them acts of devotion, acts of worship, believing that these saints will take their requests unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that they will have a better chance of getting their requests, getting their prayers answered by having this saint uh, present their prayers unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is shirk ba'ini. This is the pure definition of polytheism right here. This concept is a concept that is purely polytheistic from its beginning to its end. There is no truth that is contained inside of the concept in which that they believe in that these individuals, it is permissible, it is justified to give to them aspects of worship and in doing so, in turn, they will take our ibadah unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our requests, our dua unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so on and so forth. This is shirk ba'ayna. This is the definition of what shirk is. Naam. It's important that we understand this concept because you'll find the, from the Sufiya and those who are astray that they come with this concept of uh, venerating the awliya, uh, their, their, their saints, yani, uh, so-called saints, and those righteous ones, uh, yani, um, and they encourage the people to pray to them and to offer unto them worship and so on and so forth. And they have the people into believing that these individuals have control and influence over the universe. And we know this is not the case. We know this is not the case. These people are committing shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sheikh Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah ta'ala goes on to say, فَإِنَّهُمْ يَدْعُونَ عِيسَى وَعُزَيْرًا وَمَلَائِكَ وَالْأَوْلِيَاءِ يُرِيدُونَ بِذَانِكَ كَمَا قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى أو كَمَا قَالَ تَعَالَى والذين اتخذون من دون الله أولياء ما نعبدهم إلا ليقربنا إلى الله زلفا وقال تعالى ويعبدون من دون الله ما لا يضرهم ولا ينفعهم ويقولون هؤلاء شفعاؤنا عند الله هؤلاء شفعاؤنا عند الله these individuals so thus they worship Isa and they worship Uzair, and they worship the Malaika, and they worship the righteous ones, uh, Al-Awliya, they worship the righteous ones. And they intend by this, as Allah Ta'ala has said, or as the Most High has said, what translated means, and they have taken others beside Allah, or along with Allah, and they worship them, and they worship them. And they say, we are only worshipping them so that they may draw us near unto Allah. وَقَالَ تَعَالَى And Allah, the Most High, He says what translated means, and they worship others along with Allah or besides Allah, that which does not harm them nor benefit them. And they say that these are our shufa'a, that these are our intercessors with Allah. Naam, this is what they say. Sheikh Rosani says in Mushrikun and Awalun Yuriduna Mimma Yabuduna Humma Allah Atawaslahum Fakut. He said that the first ones from the polytheists they only intended by those who they worship other than Allah to be an intermediary between them and Allah only. La Yakulun innahum Yahlukun Yarzukun they they didn't say that these ones they create and they sustain in the mayakulun, but rather they used to say in the haulai lana and Allah. But they will say that these ones they are only our intercessors with Allah. They are our intercessors with Allah. Wayakulun in the lillah, and that they will say that verily this is in um, this is in glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is in glorifying Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does that mean? I'll give you an example of what they say this means. This is glorifying Allah. Yani, there was a Christian, some of the Christians, they believe that uh, 
due to the magnificence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his greatness that it is not befitting for us the lowly slaves the dirty slaves the impure slaves to direct our invocations and our prayers unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly so with that being the case we have to direct our prayers until someone else as an intermediary and they will take our prayers unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the shaitan has tricked them into believing this uh, out of their want, need and desire to glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you see how the shaitan plays tricks you see this Naam. and this is the belief of the Christians this is the belief of the Christians and other than the Christians who believe that it is not befitting for us to take our request directly into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like and they try to bring a lowly example by saying oh in the in this world when you want to address a leader or you want to address uh, yani, uh, uh like the president of a particular place or the king or the the ruler of a particular place or the prime minister or so on and so forth then you have to address those who are his aides those who are close to him and they will convey unto him your message Naam, they will convey unto him your message and this is the justification that they tried to bring so as to um you know legitimize their foolishness whereas we know this is not uh, the case this is not the case allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to call upon him directly Naam. allah ta'ala he commands us to call upon him directly and we know that calling upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then this is shirk making dua to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is shirk so the shaitan he has tricked them by way of this concept into a false belief Naam. he has tricked them in their need or in their uh, want to purify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for lack of a better term into believing that it is justified to call upon others along with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to convey our message unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where have they gotten this awful and misguided concept from where have they gotten this concept what is the proof and evidence upon this creed where have they gotten this from? Verily we know they have gotten it from the shaitan. This is not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in this noble book, وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمُ دَعُونِي أَسْتَجِبَ لَكُمْ And your Lord has said, call upon me and I will answer you. Naam, call upon me and I will answer you. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in this noble book. So where do they get this concept, call upon someone else and they will take your request? Where is this concept from? There is no delil for this concept. But this is from the manner in which the shaitan, he tricks the people. And this is why we have to understand that the truth is the criterion of how we know what is the truth is that which coincides with the text, that which coincides with the book and the sunnah. Naam. That's how we know what is the truth. Not that which is beautiful, beautiful in its articulation. Because sometimes things come and it's beautiful in its articulation. It sounds like it might make sense. It sounds like it might make sense. Naam. But our uh, intellects are not that which judges that which is right and that which is wrong. But rather it is the text. I'll give you another example how Shaitan uses a similar concept to get people to fall into, uh, um, uh, what do you say, uh, to fall into yani, uh, heretical things. Naam. And to fall into blasphemy. Yes, how is when the shaitan he comes and he tells the people do not liken Allah to the creation Allah is not like the creation so we're not going to liken Allah to his creation so therefore we're going to negate some of the names and attributes of Allah why? because we don't want to liken Allah to his creation 
Ya subhanallah. Who knows better about Allah than Allah? Huh? Who is more knowledgeable about Allah himself or others? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this noble book he tells us, Laysa kamithlihi shay wa huwa sami'u al-basir. Allah Ta'ala tells in his noble book, there is nothing that is comparable unto him. Naam, there is nothing that is comparable, that is the same as him. And he is the all-hearer, the all-seer. Naam, he is the all-hearer, the all-seer. So these individuals will have you believe that we have to negate Allah's names and attributes because we don't want to make Allah like human beings. We don't want to liken Allah to human beings. We don't want to resemble Allah to human beings and to the creation. So therefore, we have to negate this attribute, this name, and so on and so forth. Yes, yeah, subhanAllah. Is that a justification? Your false understanding of what you believe to be liking Allah to the human beings to negate that which Allah has told you specifically and clearly and directly. You negate it. So no, 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 no. What are you saying? Do you, you saying you know better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah ta'ala tells you he is a samir. So you want to say Allah is not samir? Allah ta'ala says that he is al-basir, the all-seer. You want to say Allah is not the all-seer? Allah don't see? Hmm? Because in your mind you don't understand how although human beings and created things they see that their sight is not the same as the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah ta'ala, he has, yani, that, that he hears, and although you have created things that hear, the hearing is not the same as the hearing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that's why Allah ta'ala gives us the principle in this ayat, what, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ There is nothing that is the same as him. There is nothing that is the same as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he is the all-hearer, the all-seer, showing us that what, that although the human beings may have hearing and they may have seeing, the hearing and the seeing is not like the hearing and seeing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the principle for all of the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. Allah ta'ala tells us he has a face. Allah ta'ala he has a face. But there is nothing like his face. There is no face like his face. Allah ta'ala tells us he has a hand. He has a hand. But there is no hand like his hand. Naam. So on and so forth from the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you find the shaitan, he comes yani, from a seemingly good place to get people to do the most horrible and evilest of things. Now, I mean, this is what the shaitan, he does. He tricks the people in his manner. So you find the people and they're saying that yani, Allah is so pure, he's so uh, yani, uh, great and magnificent that we can't go to him directly, but we have to go to somewhere else. Lahat. Allah Ta'ala, he says, call upon me and I will answer you. No calling upon anything else. Worship Allah alone and do not associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you find what they call as glorification, veneration, and making exalted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in fact the exact opposite of that. Because Laysa Kamithlihi Shay, there's nothing that is like Allah, there's nothing that is the same as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there's no way, shape, and form possible that you can liken Allah or compare Allah to these lowly uh human beings, meaning yani from the rulers, the kings, the presidents, and so on and so forth. And when I, I don't not mean that to say as to diminish the office, because all of the human beings we are all lowly. Right, all of us are all lowly. So I'm saying that in a general sense, all the human beings are low, all the human beings are impoverished, all the human beings have no power, no might, no ability to do anything. Right? This is the this is the case for all human beings. So how in the world can we liken this concept of our ibadah to sending a request uh, to a earthly ruler? Right? Not the same at all. Shaif. The Imam, he goes on and he mentions, he says, فَإِذَا تَأَمَّلْتَ هَذَا تَأَمُّلًا جَيِّدًا He says, so if you to reflect over this really, really good, with a good pondering, a good reflection, عَرَفْتَ أَنَّ الْكُفَّارِ يَشْهَدُونَ لِلَّهِ بِالتَّوْحِيرَ الرُّبُوبِيَةِ He said, then you would realize 
you will come to know that the kuffar they testify for Allah the tawheed al-rububiyya meaning that the kuffar they agree with tawheed al-rububiyya naam and you find that in a statement yani that yeah that Allah is the creator he's the sustainer the arranger of the affairs so on and so forth this is tawheed al-rububiyya they agree with this naam they agree with tawheed al-rububiyya but that is not enough to enter them into al-islam they single out Allah alone in rububiyya he says the, the imam he says wa huwa tafarruduhu naam wa huwa tafarruduhu bil khalq wa rizq wa tadbir and this is to single out Allah alone with creation with sustaining and with the arranging of the affairs wa hum yankhuna isa wal malaika wa awliya yaqsuduna annahum yuqarribuhu min Allah zulfa but at the same time they are seeking for help aid and assistance with Isa with the angels with the righteous ones and they believe that this is drawing them near unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa yashfa'una lahum 'inda and that they believe that this would uh, draw the uh, get them intercession from these they would get intercession from these things with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala arafta anna min al-kuffar khususan an-nasara منهم من يعبد الله ليلا ونهارا. He said, and then we will know that from the Christians, there are those who worship Allah night and day. Meaning that they are from the kuffar, those who may agree with certain aspects of the truth. This is the takeaway: that they are those who may agree with certain aspects of the truth, right? But this does not change the fact that they are kuffar. It does not change the fact that their final abode will be the hellfire. Nam, to believe in Tawheed al-Rububiyyah is not enough. But rather, a person had to believe in all of the aspects of it: Tawheed, Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, with Tawheed al-Asma' al-Sifat. They have to believe in all of the aspects of it: Tawheed, Naam, the Tawheed of Allah's Lordship, the Tawheed of worship, and the Tawheed of the names and the attributes. They have to believe in them all. Likewise, you have from the Kuffar those who do righteousness; they may do good deeds. And he brings an example. He says, "Khususan al-Nasara." From the Nasara, you have from them those who worship Allah night and day. You have from the Christians those who worship Allah night and day. Well, yes, dunya, and they are they abstain from the earth. They abstain from this worldly life. Meaning who? The 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 monks, the monks from amongst them. They they abstain from the worldly life. Naam. With the sadaq, and they give charity. Naam. Uh. بِمَا دَخَلَ عَلَيْهِ مِنْهَا and they and they, and they spend and they give charity whatever comes to them from the dunya the little bit that they may have they give it away they give it away in charity right مُعْتَزِلًا فِي سَمُوعَاتِهِ نعم فِي سَمُوعَاتِهِ they are away they isolate themselves from Human from any aninas from the human beings, they isolate themselves away from the people inside of their uh, monasteries. Naam. inside of their monasteries, they isolate themselves away from the people. So they leave off the dunya. They spend a little bit of dunya that comes to them. They worship night and day, and so on and so forth. kafir. But with this, he is still a kafir. So don't be misled, don't be tricked and duped into thinking that there is some virtue because a kafir might agree on certain aspects and might do certain things that are good. This does not enter them into Islam, nor does it grant them any type of virtue. Why? Because they are not implementing Tawheed. You understand? It's important we understand the importance of Tawheed, the place of Tawheed in the life of a human being, right? Tawheed is the most important thing. If there's no Tawheed in a person's life, nothing else that they do matters. Nothing else matters. Everything else is for naught. It does not matter. Huh? It will all be rendered null and void, as Allah Ta'ala says. Huh? وَلَقَدْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيْكَ وَإِلَّا الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ Allah Ta'ala says, And it verily was revealed to you, O Muhammad, and those who came before you, 
that verily if you make shirk then undoubtedly most definitely your deeds will be rendered null and void they will not count they will not count they will be for naught huh so if the tawheed is not established nothing else matters nothing else matters ma'am so it is incumbent that we understand and we know this so we understand the importance of a tawheed and that we are not deceived because a person comes and he has some 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 goodness some apparent goodness with him it doesn't count in fact it is not even considered worship it doesn't count and this individual is still an enemy of Allah if he doesn't come with tawheed he's an enemy of Allah and he will be inside of the hellfire forever why? Because of his belief in Isa Or other than him from the awliya They call upon Isa And they slaughter in their name And they uh, take oaths in their name we know this from the Christian. They take oaths in the name. They do everything in the name of Isa. Where he has to be I mean, Allah understand. What to begin? Lidalika kafa asufat al Islam. Wa kafa yani ayn asufat al Islam aladi daa ilayhi nabi daa ilayhi nabi yuka Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He said, and 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 uh, it has to be made known and made clear. Or to begin, laka. Or it should be made known and made clear unto you. The description of Islam in which your Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he called to, what's being laka, anna kathiran min al-nas anhu ma'azin, what's being laka, ma'na qawl qawlihi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, bada Islam ghariban wa sayyudu ghariban kama bada. He says so when you reflect over this reality, it will become clear to you the description of Islam in which your Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he called to, and it will also become clear to you that many of the people they have detached themselves, they are apart and separate from the Deen in which the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he called to. Now they are not on it, although they 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 may claim it or think that they're on it, but the reality they're not matching up to it. He says, so when you see this, then you will understand, it will make it clear to you the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where he said that Islam began strange and it shall return to being strange as it has started. Naam, that Islam has started strange and it will return to being strange. Naam, because the proper meaning, and listen, it's important for you to understand. The Imam, Imam Muhammad Abdul Wahhab, he's not saying by this that yeah, I mean, uh, the majority of the people who claim in Islam are actually kufar. He's not saying that. That's not to be understood by this. No, they're Muslims, right? They're Muslims. Um, but because of gross ignorance and because of gross misunderstandings and because of a plethora of the du'at of falsehood and the evil scholars, right? And the evil callers, because they're the, the great multitudes of the evil callers and how their message is widespread and so on and so forth, most of the Muslims, they don't have the proper understanding of what Islam is. And this is due to ignorance, right? This is due to ignorance. But the, the highlighting point is that what? They're Muslims. Nah, they're still Muslims. They're not kufar. They are Muslims. They're inside the deen, inside the fold of Islam. But they have misunderstandings about the deen because they have been mistaught. They have misunderstandings about the deen due to a, a miseducation, Right? Due to the evil scholars lying to them and tricking them and feeding them false concepts, concepts that when examined, you realize this concept is not Islamic, but rather this concept has been adopted from the kuffar. This concept is from the concepts of the kuffar. This way is from the way of the kuffar. It's not from Islam. Huh? But they don't know because the people lied to them. Now, because the people lied to them and they tricked them. So it's important that we understand this. So what the, what the, what the Imam is highlighting here is that what? Is that the people who are on the proper understanding of Islam, the, yani, it's strange right now. It's strange. It's strange. The people who are sticking to the, to, to, to the Quran, to the Sunnah, upon the way of the Salaf, you become a stranger, even amongst your Muslim brothers. The person who comes and says, I'm not praying to a wali. In certain places, you'll be a stranger. You'll be ostracized. Why? Because everybody in the village prays in yani, a masjid that has someone dead in it. Huh? One of the brothers from West Africa, he informed me. He said, in my village, he said, in my village, back home, 
There's not a single masjid except it has a grave in it. I said, yeah, subhanAllah. So what you do when you go there? He said, subhanAllah, I can't pray in any of the masajid inside of my village. You see this? So imagine how strange he looks. All of the people in the village going to pray in the masjid that got this person grave in it. This other masjid got that person grave in it. Everybody going to pray in these places. And he's saying, nah, I'm going to fall back. I'm not going to go. I'm not, I'm not going to pray in those places because it's not permissible. It's not permissible to pray in a place that has a grave in it. Do you see how strange he looks? Huh? Do you see? And, and, and people become ostracized by way of this. Now, they become ostracized by way of this. Some people have been kicked out of their homes due to this. They have been fought against and beaten because they refuse to pray in the masajid that have in it the graves. They refuse to pray to the awliya and so on and so forth. Subhanallah. Now, and this is what due to the, the ignorance, due to the great ignorance that exists amongst the people. So you find that Islam, the true meaning of Islam is strange. And this is why it's important for us to learn, to learn what is the deen from what, from the text, not from what we find the people on, not from the slogans that we find the people uh, uh, propagating, but that we learn from the text from Allah said, from the Prophet said. From the Sahaba said that we learn from the text of the the book and the Sunnah what is Islam and where we stick to it and that we share this with our families and that we share this with those who have we who we have the ability to share it with because verily undoubtedly we live in a time that Islam has returned to being strange. This very thing that we're speaking about right now, if you mention this in some of uh, many of the Muslim circles. It'll be strange. I mean, what are you talking about? Why are you like? Why are you, why are you saying this type of stuff? Uh, I give you an example. We went over earlier in, in inside of these lessons, the true meaning of La Ilaha Illallah and the false meanings, uh, and we highlighted and looked at some of the false meanings. Naam. Now, when you unfortunately, how many times do you find posters, pamphlets, so on and so forth, and they have the kalima? Mistranslated. There is no God but Allah. We already explained what is the implications of the likes of this of this statement and how this statement is not is not correct. It's not correct in any shape or form. Naam. But you find this is the wide this is the wide uh, spread statement as re, as relates to the kalima. Whereas the true meaning, the true translation is what that. Nothing has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. Nothing has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. That is the true meaning. But is this translation widespread? No. Are any variations of it widespread? No. But you find what is widespread? There is no God but God. Ah, oh, subhanAllah. Naam. Islam has returned to being strange. Sheikh Fuzani says, Islam is sahih gharib al He said the true Islam is strange today. Naam, stemiru. The true Islam is strange. Let me give you another example that shows how the true Islam is strange. The proper dress for the Muslim man and the Muslim woman is strange today. It's strange. To see a man properly dressed is strange. Let's, 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 poke, let's, let's, uh, let's uh, pick on the brothers. Let's pick on the brothers for a minute. Right? Because listen, when we come to the proper dress of the Muslim woman, yes, that's bayin, wadah. It's strange today. Huh? The West is at war. They're at war with Islam. They're trying to make it seem like when a woman is dressed properly, then this is archaic. This is old-fashioned. This is something that is uh, you know, appropriate for an era that has passed, but it's not appropriate in a modern society. This is not appropriate in a modern society. But what's appropriate in a modern society is nakedness, is lewdness, and so on and so forth. This is what they're trying to say. Now, and unfortunately, many of the Muslim women have fallen victim to this, have fallen victim to this, unfortunately. Even those who are dressed, they find that they are not dressed properly. Some have fallen victim and have taken off the hijab or iyadu billah. Others, they have, they're dressed and their clothes are covering their body, but it's not proper. Why? Because it's tight. It's tight. And you sisters, you beware. Because there's a new type of jilbab that's going around. It's not even a jilbab. Because it doesn't cover nothing. Right? Where there has a embroidery that comes around 
the the uh, the the stomach area, the top of the stomach area around the diaphragm under the breasts. It comes around at this place and is tapered so as to accentuate the breast area. And you find that this type of what they call an ajilbab, but not even a jilbab, is popular. It's popular amongst the people who trying to be religious. And the women are wearing this, uh, and it's horrible. And it's disgusting. It is horrible. Hide that stuff. Don't no one want to see that stuff. No one of virtue, that is. Hide it. Cover it so it can't be seen. And, and definitely do not accentuate it. But anyway... We know that this amongst the women, but let's look at the brothers. How many of the brothers do we actually find dressed properly in Islamic manner? How many of the brothers do we find dressed properly with their pants or their their you know, lower garments, their izar and the like above their ankles? How many of the brothers do we find dressed properly where they where 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 their aura is covered properly? How many of the brothers we dress we find dressed properly where they even looking like Muslims? How many of the brothers they're walking around in western clothes? Western clothes while their wife is covered with a khimar and so on and so forth. How absurd and ridiculous does this look? The men should be ashamed of themselves. Naam? But we find this is the case. And unfortunately, this is what normal. This becomes the new horrible, terrible norm where you find people dressed like that. But when you find a brother and he's dressed properly, what happened? He sticks out. He sticks out. Why? Because not many people is dressing properly. In any event, this is just an example. The Sheikh, he mentions that the true Islam right now is strange. And we're talking about the dresses, right? The dress code and so on and so forth. So how much more so the proper aqidah, the proper creed, the proper methodology of the deen of al-Islam is strange right now. It's strange today. وَأَمَّا الْإِسْلَامِ الْمُدَّعِي فَالْمُسْلِمُونَ الْيَوْمِ يَزِيدُونَ عَلَى مِلْيَارِ but as far as the the Islam, yani the you know, how would you translate this? As far as far as the Islam that is claimed, right? As far as the you know, Islam on paper, for lack of a better term, he said. Then you find the Muslims right now today, they are in the millions. The Muslims right now today, they are in the millions. Well, I can Islam is Sahih, Gharib. But amongst those millions and millions and millions and millions of Muslims, you find that Islam amongst them is strange. The ones who are upon true Islam is strange. Now, it's strange. Even, And this is the haq. He says, so therefore, and how we know it's strange, and this is a proof, right? Check it out intellectually. Think about it. How we know that you have millions of Muslims and they, they're not upon the true Islam, they're not upon the, the correct application of the religion, right? He said, because if they were, these millions of Muslims, if they were upon the, the correct application of religion, he said, then they won't, you won't find anyone who will be able to stand in front of them to impede them. You won't find anyone that will be able to stand in front of them to impede them. Anyone that will be able to defeat them. Anyone that will be able to subjugate them. Anyone that will be able to yani, make them lowly in the land and so on and so forth. You won't find that. You won't find that. Naam. The Shaykh says, فَالْيَهُودْ أَلَّذِينَ هُمْ إِخْوَانُ قِرْدُ وَالْخَنَازِيرُ أَلَّذِينَ ضُرِبَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ الظِّلْ وَالْمَسْكَنَةِ He said, the Jews... Those who are the brothers of uh, uh, apes and swine, those who have on put upon them, who have been, yeah, he put upon them humiliation and 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 and, and lowliness and, and poverty and lowliness. Naam, he said, He said, but now they have conquered Muslim lands. These individuals who are the brothers of of of, of pigs and apes, huh? These people who have on them humiliation and lowliness and so on and so forth, they have conquered Muslim lands. المسلمون الذين كانوا مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في البدر كان عددهم ثلاثمائة وبدع عشر. He said, but the Muslims. He said, let's take an example. Let's 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 take let's let's, let's let's take a comparison. The Muslims who were with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم on the day of Badr, they were three hundred samad. They were three hundred samad, right? A uh, 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 people. But what did, were they able to accomplish? 
They were 300 some odd and, and facing odds much greater than them. But how much were they able to accomplish? The Sahaba in relation to the people on the earth, how many were they? How many were the Sahaba in, compared, in numbers and yani compared to the rest of the people on the earth? But with this, they opened up yani, uh, and they conquered lands. They opened, Islam spread. Islam spread to many cities. Islam spread to many countries. Islam spread to many lands. Naam. From the da'wah efforts of who? Of the Sahaba. وَأَسْقَطُوا كِسْرَ وَالْقَيْصَرَ and, uh, uh, and you find that they were able to conquer the ruler of Persia and they were able to conquer the Roman Empire. They were able to conquer Caesar and the Roman Empire. Naam. وَصَادُوا وَصَادُوا الْعَالَمْ and they took over the known world, all of it. Why? 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 Why were they able to accomplish this? Why? With their small number? Why were they able to accomplish these great things? Because they were Muslims upon the correct Islam. They were Muslims upon the correct Islam. Islam Not the Islam that just claimed. Not that the Islam. That's just yani, a claim or Muslim by name, Muslim by mouth, whatever the case is, but not upon the true teachings and so on and so forth. This is why they were able to accomplish much. And this is why right now, this is just something to think about, some food of thought, that right now, even though the Muslims range in their millions, you find that we are subjugated throughout the earth. We are lowly throughout the earth. Why? Because... Those millions of Muslims, they're not upon the proper Islam. Because as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned, Bada al-Islam, Gariban, wa sayyarudun Gariban, kama bada, fatubal al-Guruba, that Islam began strange, and it shall return to being strange. So glad tidings to the strangers. Naam, glad tidings to the strangers. Because undoubtedly, if the Muslims were upon the true Islam, then our situation wouldn't be as it is. And then the Imam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab, he goes on to get into the conclusion of this tremendous, outstanding work. Bismillah ta'ala, we will pick up at this point. In our next sitting for this particular work, Bithnilahi Ta'ala, Fa Naktafi Bihad al Qadr, Wasai Salam Ala Nabiya Muhammad, Wa'ala Alihi, Wasahbihi Ajma'in, Wa Jazakumullahu Khaira.